Welcome to Keeping Score. I'm Rick Haro. Each week we bring you insights from the playmakers, dealmakers, and rule makers in the world of sports. I'll give you my take on some of the items of the week using my 30 years of experience doing deals for teams, leagues, and players in the $750 billion business of sports. Plus, we'll talk with a central figure in the sports world. The views expressed in this podcast are my own and do not represent the views of Reuters. Let's get started. Sports Professor Rick Harrow, and we're keeping score. Before we even start a busy, busy week, Wimbledon starting, Major League Baseball All-Star related after the London games, NFL camps beginning pretty soon, obviously the international sports, the Women's World Cup, and a lot of the soccer events are turning the world on. And the bottom line is it is still a trillion-dollar business, $750 million. Some people say a trillion three. Other people say the bottom line is it is continuing to grow. Let's do our deals of the week. Three to one. First of all, number three. Olympics and Tokyo, $3 billion, more than three times more than any other previous summer games in terms of revenues raised. Revenues at $3.1 billion, 15 gold partners, 32 official, 15 official supporters. Comparatively, the 2012 London Games raised about a billion one from domestic sponsors. Coca-Cola cuts a deal with a Chinese dairy company and divides their sponsorship. No one knows why, but Olympic sponsorship has become more global, more competitive, and more expensive, pushing even the likes of mighty Coca-Cola to look for a partner. As number three. Number two, the All England Club also offered the latest tech high above court one. Many upgrades to their facilities, the My Wimbledon app, for example, Wi-Fi at Henman Hill, major renovations to center court made 10 years ago, but now again. The tournament registered about 220 million views of match highlights last year, 14 million generated with Watson technology. You know, that's cool, but you can't prevent the upsets. That's what makes Wimbledon. And number one... Major League Baseball shifts its attention from London to next week's All-Star Game in Cleveland. Sponsor brands and agencies represent them are taking center stage. MLB sponsors and those activating around the event, like B of A and Taco Bell, hit out of the park. MLB's partnership with MasterCard, Budweiser, and many other brands have spanned decades. By applying creative thinking to the latest technologies, those companies and their agency partners have been able to keep the campaigns fresh. Yankees and Red Sox meet twice in London. The ERAs of those pitchers, astronomical. Who knows why, but the scores were incredible. In the face of those high-scoring shootouts, London's competitive highlight was undoubtedly the mascot race between Freddie Mercury, Winston Churchill, King Henry, and the Loch Ness Monster. Way to go, London. Way to go, MLB. And as we head into the All-Star Game, we talk about international baseball, Major League Baseball generally focus on the game itself from a lot of different perspectives. Woody Thompson, the executive vice president of Octagon, joins us for a conversation about MLB, the all-star game. He was in London for that event, and his relationship with Octagon and Major League Baseball is led by Woody Thompson and all Octagon client efforts surrounding the all-star game. Octagon spearheading campaigns for B of A, Budweiser, MGM, MasterCard, Taco Bell, and others, and Woody easily talks about all of those efforts, including the current and future trends of Major League Baseball. Woody Thompson. Sports professor Rick Harlow inside the boardroom beyond the scoreboard. We end up going from 
an incredible shootout that pitchers will hate the ERA of the Yankees and the Red Sox in London to All-Star Weekend in Cleveland and the unique opportunity for baseball to grow its brands, the deals that they've got, and the big process. And the person basically who can give us more perspective than anybody out there is is uh, uh, Woody Thompson, Executive Vice President of Octagon. He leads Octagon's relationship with MLB and runs all client, client efforts surrounding the All-Star Game. He's spearheading campaigns for B of A, Budweiser, MGM, MasterCard, Taco Bell. And the bottom line is, if you want to talk about the health of baseball, here's your man. Hey, Woody, how are you? I'm pretty good, Rick. How about yourself? I'm good. What was it like? Are you leading an effort on behalf of the players to prorate down the ERAs after those shellackings <laughs> at London? What are you going to do? Yeah, you know, we were talking about it, um, you know, that first inning Saturday in the stands, and, um, you know, I was with a bunch of Yankee fans. Everybody was pretty excited, and the theory started to pop in that bottom of the inning when the Red Sox came back and scored six, and we thought maybe the batter's eye was a little larger than it normally is, and and then we realized that maybe just the pitching wasn't very good that day. Uh, but regardless, uh, it was an interesting couple of games. Well, so... Uh, obviously, it's an interesting brand experience. The MLB East Australia and Japan, and obviously the the uh, World Baseball Classic in Mexico and other efforts as well. Uh, how does baseball fare? First of all, the London experience, and how do you think they're doing growing the game internationally? Anyway, you know, I, I think it's it's going to be interesting for them. I think their main goal is more than likely growing the game from a uh, from a media standpoint and generating some interest in uh, having having people tune in and, and perhaps hopefully selling the broadcast rights in, in various markets for, for more than they traditionally have. Um, you know, having spent the past week in London, I can tell you that uh, the Brits themselves may still be, the jury may still be out on how they feel about it, um, but there was a lot of excitement in that ballpark in and around it. Uh, I would say great mix of, of expats, but a, a lot of uh, a lot of Londoners, a lot of Europeans, uh, who decided to make their trip over to London. So, you know, baseball and and those two teams, especially in the Yankees brand, I and mean, wherever you travel in the world, somebody's got a Yankees hat on. Uh, they brought a lot of excitement. I think the real litmus test is going to be next year when it's Cardinals Cubs, and and let's see how those fan bases travel, and let's see how well those two brands translate to international markets. Well, as you said, we've got a couple of interesting rivalries back-to-back-to-back, to back to back, and we'll see what happens. Is this similar or different than the the beginning of the process of the uh, international series in London, where you now have some multiple games with multiple teams? Do we ever think that Major League Baseball will go beyond a series of one-off weekend games in London, or is that it? Well, you know, we, we were talking about it, and if you really think about uh, the travel time, and really it's no different than, than flying out to Seattle for a, a series. And granted, there's a, uh, you know, when you when a team flies out to Seattle, they're they're going down to Oakland and, and down to Anaheim. And, uh, but, you know, I, I don't know that there's going to be, you know, the, the NBA dream of having a team based in London or – I think you may see um, multiple series um, with multiple teams over the course of the year if they continue to generate this kind of interest. 
I mean, the stadium was packed. The people were uh, very much engaged, and, and the, t- the tubes were packed. Uh, and it was, you know, about 100 degrees and, uh, on the commute on Saturday. So people, people braved the elements, and, and then they came out. And if that continues to be the case, they'll, they'll have more games here. As anything, uh, you know, brand awareness, uh, this is more of a brand awareness and corporate activation play than a direct revenue enhancement. Is that right? What, what, what do you think the core, the core of this is? I, I believe that it's about media and media rights. Um, I, you know, there were brands involved in this. We, we looked at it for all of our clients, both from an above-the-line activation standpoint and a below-the-line hospitality standpoint. And, you know, it, it really wasn't that well engaged here the first year out. I think you had a lot of uh, a lot of people in town for the games whose eyes were opened a, a little bit. Um, yes, certainly it's a it's a baseball awareness play for Major League Baseball here. But you know, Mitel my, my I think does a lot of business uh, in the UK and in Europe, and it made sense for them and for their business. And you sure couldn't miss Mitel uh, here uh, the past you know, the past five or six days in, in London especially out at that stadium. I mean, they were inextricably linked to these games, whether it was on the batting helmets or the outfield signage or the banners around the stadium or subway advertising or what have you. So my tell, um, I don't think they underpaid for it, but I think they probably feel like they got their money's worth. Hey, man, that's just marketing people doing their job, right? I mean, that's exactly what that's all about. Um, that's right. Shift to the All Star Game in the weekend for a minute. What's MLB done differently to make their All Star Game so unique and and valuable to brands and league sponsors to keep them coming back and happy? But, you know, I think outside of the the Fox broadcast, which continues to be the real, um, you know, the golden goose here, because let's face it, it's it's the highest rated um, sports event. In, in the summer, really. I mean, even, even, even more than a lot of the major golf events. And so, but outside of the media piece, uh, it is a, it is a local happening, um, that comes to a market and, and takes over. And especially in markets, you know, like what we'll probably see in Cleveland and what we saw in Cincinnati a few years ago and Kansas City and Minneapolis, it really does take over and, and there's a great sense of civic pride that goes on and the, the fan fest that begins on Friday is something that um, is extremely well attended, especially by people who may not be lucky enough to get a ticket to the game. But, you know, they, they've created what they call All-Star Week, and uh, there's a, a, a series of activities. And I, I, You know, I've been involved for quite some time. We used to run Century 21's Home Run Derby activation when they were the title sponsor. And just, you know, in the evolution of that particular property, T-Mobile and Major League Baseball have done a phenomenal job of refreshing that and bringing it along and making it more compelling and more exciting. And, you know, for a lot of people, that home run derby, now that it's timed, um, is really uh, is really the highlight, you know, other than the game itself, obviously, but it's really the highlight of, of All-Star Week. And they've just – baseball's done a great job of making this, this a major festival of all things baseball, whether it's the Futures game or the Celebrity Softball game. They have a 5K color run. You know, from a municipal standpoint, uh, their engagement with these cities has been fantastic. 
and the cities have really gotten behind it. And um, I think we'll see some very special stuff in Cleveland and then also as we look forward to Los Angeles next year. Yeah, L.A. is going to be a biggie, quite obviously, but so will be Cleveland. And here's my advice as your de facto agent. Since you had a hand in that original home run derby from the Century 21 perspective, I think you get 10% of Bryce Harper's contract since bottom line was he got that contract effectively because of last year's home run derby. What do you think? Well, you know, first of all, I'd take that if someone's offering that. But, uh, yeah. you know, but but I think, you know, one of the really interesting things about the home run derby is a lot of guys don't want to do it because it, it puts them in a, a – a lot of guys have swung themselves out and had lousy second halves. Um, because of that home run derby, because you just you know they're just going hell bent for leather the entire time, and so MLB really uh, it's an important piece of of their puzzle, and uh, T-Mobile is one of their most important sponsors, so they want the best home run hitters in the game, and you know I know you probably know we're hitting home runs right now at a record clip. I think that uh, they set the record for home runs in a month of May, and apparently they just I confirm that they said it again here in the month of June. So um, it's it's in everybody's best interest, except maybe the players, uh, to have the, uh, the the best home run hitters in the game involved in that event. And um, but they've just the format itself has evolved. But it's it's really it, it's 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 just a great uh, a great property. It's a great property, and it also does showcase people who actually do participate. It's interesting, you know, the guys who are clearly like Stanton and some of those superstars who did maybe swing themselves out but got the moment in the sun. But we now also have this new special election where you actually have all-star guys campaigning and their clubs campaigning for them to get the starting positions. What do you think of that? I mean, that's that's kind of a cool way to promote stars, isn't it? It is, and I think, uh, you know, one of the most important things that baseball can do, and, and this is, you know, through the wonder and, and – uh, the, the, the fantastic opportunity afforded to us by social media. What, what you've got is a great platform for baseball and the teams themselves to showcase their brightest young stars. And that really is, again, in everybody's best interest this time, including the players, um, because there is a fantastic crop of young players in this league. Uh, the localized nature of, of Major League Baseball sometimes means that somebody in Phoenix, Arizona doesn't know about the guy, um, you know, in St. Louis or in Baltimore. And um, and these campaigns for all-star status uh, help bring those players to the forefront. And it's, it's a, you know, I, I know that a, a lot of the voting has changed over the years as well. And this new system is engaging for fans. It showcases the players and uh, creates a little competition before the competition. Well, good. So you're a clear, uh, unparalleled expert at corporate activation. You notice that the MLB partners like Bank of America and Taco Bell effectively get it out of the park during All-Star Weekend. So what other brands are doing it best? You know, it's well. First of all, Taco Bell is technically only a sponsor of of the World Series, um, so they don't really get involved. Uh, in, in, in Major League Baseball until their, uh, steal a base, steal a taco program that we help them manage in postseason. But, you know, Bank of America uses it as a, a platform for, 
this year especially for launching um, a, a major consumer initiative. It, it's, it is a launch pad. MasterCard has always used it in the past, you know, any number of years to launch their Stand Up to Cancer program. Um, and there are below-the-line hospitality initiatives, B2B programs that go on uh, for essentially every sponsor. But this is a, you know, it is a tentpole event. It is the midpoint of the season. Uh, you know, you only have a few of those with baseball, and this is a national platform that a national sponsor can um, kind of come out of its more localized shell, if you will, and be on a stage that uh, that puts their brand at the forefront and allows them to hopefully, uh, in a relevant and meaningful manner, uh, showcase exactly what it is uh, that drives them to be a sponsor of baseball and that connection that they have between their brand and their and the essence of their brand and the passion that people feel uh, for the game of baseball. So in your perspective of baseball itself, kind of final party question, the business and the marketability of baseball stronger than ever? Yeah, I think, you know, we, we keep hearing a lot about attendance being down, and I, I think, you know, look, weather has a lot to do with that. I think there definitely are some markets that are weaker than others. Uh, but, you know, baseball, we always we always go back to, you know, James Earl Jones in, in Field of Dreams, and, and we talk about, you know, people will come and, Baseball has stood the test of time, and uh, it'll always be there. And, you know, look, truth be told, I'm a lacrosse guy. I I grew up playing lacrosse. I played lacrosse in college. I loved the game of lacrosse. But, but, you know, baseball has a place in this country in the hearts and minds of of everybody. Uh, You know, whether you're a kid or an adult, baseball's there for you. And some people, you know, don't, don't love it, but the numbers don't lie. It's... It's uh, it may not be America's pastime anymore, but it's 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 right up there um, with something that people can really hang on to. My dad always told me that 162 games was too much of an emotional commitment, and and there's something to that I think. But when it push comes to shove, and you love your team, um, you're you're there for your team 162 games a year. It certainly beats other sports. I do know that. Here is a serial lacrosse guy telling us that Major League Baseball's marketability is in good hands. Woody Thompson, Octagon's baseball guy, thanks very much. Rick Harrow, speak with you soon. Well, Woody gives us certainly some interesting perspective. And now let's talk about our philanthropic sports minute, the power of sports minute, let's call it. Formula One hosts a charity golf tournament in Austin ahead of the U.S. Grand Prix. The Grid to Green, benefiting the Susan Komen Breast Foundation in conjunction with Golf Magazine. The afternoon of October 31 at Barton Creek Canyons Course, featuring a current or previous legend from the world of motorsports in each group. Damon Hill, Ross Braun, Danny Sullivan, Christian Horner, Zach Brown, all partake in the event. F1 is making a push on all ends to find a way into the U.S. market and by combining golf and philanthropy, find their way into the headlines. And then the other big issue this week is Montour High School graduate Stephen Gabauer dedicated himself to helping the crisis in Kenya to clean water. Underdogs United, born and has teamed up with professional athletes to auction signed jerseys and raise money to fund water safety equipment in Kenya. 
This organization, since launching in December 18, has already reached 15,000 children at 15 schools. And so far, players such as Steph Curry and soccer star Alex Morgan have participated and helped to keep water safe for school children who may one day be playing pro sports in leagues across the world. And that's your philanthropic minute. Finally, the top tech issues of the week, the Sports Tech Minute. Australian company Unbind bringing VR and AR broadcast to the NBA next season. They'll only be broadcast for fans in Australia and Singapore, but will serve as a testing bed for potential broadcasts in the U.S. beginning next season. Unbound launches its new Missing in Action platform, which will bring fans live NBA games, highlights, original programming, in a mixed reality theater experience. The app will be available before the start of the 1920 NBA season across Android and other compatible virtual reality headsets and coincides with an expansion VR and AR industry set to reach a value of $20 billion in the calendar year. And then finally, Women's World Cup curating brands around soccer. AT&T, Bleacher Report, 52 million soccer fans are in the U.S. And as the Women's World Cup fin- finishes, their extended run will continue to show the high value of soccer in the U.S., but certainly soccer all across the world. And that's your Tech Minute. We'd like to thank Woody Thompson and guys for putting this together, focusing on the Major League Baseball All-Star Game and all international implications. implications. And we'd like to thank you for listening and tuning in. And next week, join us again when we continue to keep score. Thanks for listening to this edition of Keeping Score. Assistance provided by Carlos Swadek, Tanner Simpkins, Reuters Digital. I'm Ricardo. Thanks again for listening. See you next time on Keeping Score.